Hello, everyone. I just thought of a nickname for y'all so that I could say hello and then the nickname instead of hello, everyone. But it is brilliant. It is genius. It has to do with P Valley. So I'm not going to use it because there are a lot of talentless people out there who like to steal ideas. So I'm not going to say it. I need to come up with a different name for my listeners. Um, and I intend to really branch away from exclusively covering P Valley. I really want to cover a lot more um, current events and shows and movies. And so that's why that nickname is not really good. But I will work on coming up with something because I'm like, I don't know. There's something about the hello, everyone, that, that kind of gets on my nerves. So uh, thank you for your patience and for staying with me. And one of the reasons why I'm recording an episode is because I need to put out a lot more content. Every single year, I need to put out more and more content because when those Spotify um, the Spotify Wrapped comes out at the end of the year for podcasters, it is so much fun to see the growth. And in order for me to see that growth, I need to put out episodes. <laughs> That's pretty shameless and pathetic for me to say. That's why I want to record episodes. But it's the truth. Um, so I'm not going to get into personal life updates too much slash at all on this episode. I'm just so happy I'm recording. I am obsessed with the show Harlem. I have done zero recaps. Zero episodes about the effing show that I am obsessed with um, because I am so busy and then it's also so fun to just enjoy content as a fan and a fan alone, not as a fan and a podcaster. So I haven't covered that. I really wanted to do an episode on You People, the movie You People, and I might um, but I just I don't even like saying these things because, you know, I don't really follow through a lot of times. But um, you people that Netflix mo movie, you people with Jonah Hill and Lauren London, like I was it was very disturbing um, for me. So I needed I wanted to cover it and give my two cents. Um, and just on what else I've the other things I've been watching and and all of that. So we will see. Like I said, it's still the first quarter of the year and I need to come hard so that my Spotify wrapped makes me feel very good. And I checked my YouTube views and it said I'm at, I think, 87,000, like 87,121 or something views. And um, that was nice to see. You know, so it's like, I got it. I do it for the numbers. You know how some people do it for the stands? I do it for the numbers because, because I don't, I don't think I got any motherfucking stands. So people wouldn't stop tweeting about Swarm, the new Netflix show Swarm. And that's, I love Twitter for putting me on to pretty much to a lot of the stuff that I watch, a lot of the things that I consume, um, not just watch, also articles that I read and just news. 
because I wouldn't have known about Swarm. So I follow one of the writers, one of the people who wrote on Swarm. And then TMZ had a story about Swarm today. But other than that, like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't know what the hell's going on with a lot of um, just trending topics without Twitter. So shout out to Twitter. Um, so it's, people were talking about Swarm way too much. People were talking about, um, Chloe Bailey's sex scene so much. I said, you know what? People are just doing too much. Like there's too much out there about this show. I need to see for my own self so that I could make my own opinions. And so that's what I did. I watched episode one And I hope that I have the stomach for all of the episodes because if it's too gory and bloody, I don't know. I don't know if I can make it. But anyways, Dominique Fishback, who plays Andrea, also known as Dre, all hail the queen. I have to stand Um, so after I read the, after I read, after I watched the episode, I knew I had to do my Googles because I was confused and I liked that I was confused. I wanted to figure out, I wanted to get to the bottom of the messages, um, in this, in the first episode, I wanted to kind of find out what all of the, the little, um, nuggets were and because I was lost a bitch was lost (laughs) like I was yeah it was there was a lot going on and thankfully there is this thing called google so I did my googles and I want to start out by reading an excerpt from an article that I read and so the excerpt says The horror thriller follows a young anti-hero named Dre, Dominique Fishback, who has an all-consuming obsession with a pop star named Nyjah, rumored to be inspired by Beyonce, and who very well may be the very first on-screen female black serial killer, something addressed by Swarm co-creator and showrunner Janine Nabbers who worked on HBO's Watchmen and with Glover on Atlanta during the Q&A portion after the premiere. Quote, I think as Americans, we're so conditioned to seeing white men be angry and giving them the space for violence on film and TV, neighbors started, referencing Netflix's Dahmer monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story which was lauded as, quote, one of the biggest shows that Netflix has ever done. She revealed Glover was encouraged to make Dre a serial killer after reading a tweet by a black woman. He follows, quote, he just loves her tweets. She was like, why does every black woman on TV have to be a therapist or a funny best friend or someone looking for love, or a teacher. We can be crazy. We can be serial killers too, neighbors said. 
So that excerpt that I just read is from the Daily Dots article titled Swarm Review, A Beyonce Stands Villain Story Originates at South by Southwest, which is SXSW. Okay, so after reading that, actually, I didn't know too much about Swarm. And then when I saw, spoiler, obviously, if you're listening to this, spoiler alert, um, when I saw the first murder towards the end of episode one, I just thought, hmm, not only did I not see that coming, but that isn't what's shown at all on any TV shows and movies. So I was like, hmm, I love this. I knew right away that um, Swarm was doing something that's never been done. And then I had my confirmation and I just thought, this is important. This is really showing that black women are not a monolith even more than all of the other roles um, we've covered to date. A black woman serial killer. Brilliant. It's like I didn't know I needed this until this show came out. So um, now I will get into the episode and I'm also going to read a few comments um, I did some research, but not too, too much because, you know, you, you already know the drill. You already know. So now the show takes place in Beyonce's hometown of Houston in 2016. And Andrea, well, Dre, is a stan of nausea, who is clearly Beyonce. Beyonce has some psycho ass fans, which I've mentioned before. Facts is facts. I said what I said. Dre embodies Yonsei's psycho fans. And I think it's important for us to have um, shows and movies that discuss how mentally unstable some fans can be. Because it's a very real thing. And I feel like it's not talked about enough in the mainstream. All we do is we see or I see so many stories throughout the years on TMZ over fans breaking in to various celebrities homes and celebrities getting restraining orders. And it's very prevalent. And I, I do feel like it, it definitely deserves to be to be talked about more. Um, so. Back to the episode, Dre gets a Discover credit card so that she could pay $1,800 each for standing room concert tickets to Naja's concert. This show was foreshadowing the fucking Renaissance tour. This show, Swarm, is ahead of its goddamn time because these Beyonce Renaissance tickets are out of control. And I like to buy my tickets on StubHub, um, last minute. So when I say last minute, I like to buy my tickets anywhere from a few days before a show to like three weeks prior. And I just keep on getting tickets for under face value by doing that because the sellers are just trying to get rid of the tickets at that time. And so they're not really going to be sticking to their crazy prices, their markups. Um, and that's what I plan on doing when it comes to Yonsei. And I'm really excited about some books that are coming out this year too. Okay, back to the freaking show. 
So we hear bees buzzing or swarming in the background and it's irritating, like just, it's irritating to listen to, but it's really, you know, cues for us as viewers, it's symbolism. Um, and so people say like the bees kind of represent dry flipping, like kind of going crazy a little bit when, when we hear that sound. Now we see Kali, Ka, Ka, we see Khaled played by, I'm going to butcher his name, which is embarrassing. I think it's Damson Idris. Um, we see him hitting Marissa played by Chloe Bailey from the back. Um, a lot of people just lost their minds over Chloe Bailey's sex scene. So I was like, okay, this is going to be like monsters ball. This is going to be straight up porn. This is going to be the most graphic sex scene I've ever seen in my life. Um, TMZ also said it happens towards the beginning or it starts off. Episode one starts off with the sex scene, which is incorrect. Um, it did not start off with the sex scene. It was at least a few minutes in, but I was like, okay, this is going to be really graphic porn. I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I am here for a good sex scene. So I was like, okay, I, I was just bracing myself. I was clutching my pearls for what I was about to see. I then turn on swarm and I see nothing. I see nothing. I don't know why Twitter erupted. I'm confused. And what was crazy is this one tweet I saw. This guy said he watched the sex scene 45 times and Chloe was having sex, actual sex. And there was a few people who were saying that Chloe was actually having sex. Um, I'm confused again. Like (laughs) this show is about stands and stand culture. Are you a stan? Like, what are you exactly to watch Chloe's sex scene 45 times where nothing is taking place, really? Like, we see a lot more than that in a music video. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be as unhinged as I can be. But all I'll say is, It's disappointing how stupid people are sometimes. It's disappointing when people see a sex scene and they're like, this was actual sex. Like, do you understand Hollywood? (laughs) Do you understand that these studios have everything to lose if they violate laws? There is porn and then there is simulated sex. Not the same thing. Legitimately not the same thing. And I also want to know why you are speaking on authority when you say that the girl was fucking for real. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. All I'll say is I was expecting a lot more than what I saw. And I will say that Damson Idris, when he smiles at Dre, like I was obsessed. I became obsessed with him. I said, this man is gorgeous. This man is hot. This man is sexy. I need to date this man. I need to be with his man. This man, (laughs) like, 
I am into him. When he is smiling at her, I was like, uh-uh. I couldn't remember the last time a man looked that handsome and had that flawless of a fucking smile. Lori Harvey. Let me tell you something about this, this bitch slash... Let me, let me walk it back. Let me not, let me not, let me not. All I'm going to say about Lori Harvey is for a while, Lori Harvey has been the one person that I want to trade places with for a day. And while she's out here taking down, sucking and fucking the hottest men in Hollywood, my stance remains the same. I would love to trade places with Lori Harvey for just one day. Because, <laughs> woo. I mean, please teach us, bitch. Teach us any, any fucking book or Patreon or whatever you put out on how you run games. I am subscribing. I am paying. You could have all my coins. I know it has to do with genetics, obviously, but this Lori Harvey bitch or this Lori Harvey woman, like every man she dates is completely possessed and obsessed with her. She is doing something right that goes beyond the aesthetics. Like she is breaking it down in the bedroom and Lori just do us a favor just give us one tip bitch just one (laughs) damn all right so back to the episode you know I saw that Damson Idris looking so fucking sexy I'm sorry I had to kind of go off a little bit because goddamn goddamn chef's kiss um so then Khaled is it Khalid no Khaled I guess um, Khaled makes fun of Dre for being a good girl and he assumes that she's a virgin and he calls her a cult member for standing nausea, which is just mean, you know, these stands, they really just, they don't want to hear none of that, you know? So then there's a scar on Marissa's wrist and I feel that maybe it hints that maybe Marissa tried to harm herself before. It's unclear. It is really sweet that, um... Dre kisses the scar and then we hear bees again as Dre shows up for work looking like she crawled out of a dumpster and this at this point in the episode I think that Dre has special needs based upon her appearance and her demeanor it's just like when she walked in on Khaled having sex with Marissa she just stood there and watched like she wasn't embarrassed at all. Then she goes to work looking crazy. And so it's like her brain just functions differently. She does things that are odd. Um, and that's before we find out she's a serial killer. So then Khaled, I I mean, I typed out K-H-A-L-I-D, Khaled, but I keep saying, like, I keep thinking DJ, anyways. <laughs> not DJ Khaled but I keep my brain I keep thinking Khaled I, like I want to pronounce it differently like I'm it's too late for it's too late for me it's 11 30 p.m that's gonna be my excuse <laughs> okay so then when Naja drops a surprise album and music video Dre is inspired to oh sorry sorry Khaled offers dick to Drea when he sees her at work 
Um, she really is not feeling him at all. So she was like, I'm good. And then when Naja drops a surprise album and music video, Dre's inspired to get herself some dick. Just not Khaled's. So she walks up, she goes to the club in a dress, you know, cleavage out, confident as hell. She's on her alien superstar <laughs> vibe. And she walks up to Rory Culkin and because I don't remember him having a name at all in this. So his real name is Rory Culkin and she goes home with him. And then in the morning, Rory tells Dre that their sex was amazing. And like Rory's comment makes me question if Dre was a legitimate virgin or if Khaled was just assuming that she was a virgin. We don't know, or at least I don't know yet. But I, I, I'm guessing the sex was not amazing if she was virgin. Now, we see Rory Khaled's, or sorry, Rory Khaled, Rory Culkin's dick. I knew about this because of a TMZ post. And I thought, like, it was going to be some, like, sex life. The first season of Sex Life, which I, I couldn't really get through that show. I watched, like, the first three episodes, but... In one of the episodes, the main character has this huge ass dick and then we find out, you know, it, it's a fake dick. But I was expecting like a hog just because like TMZ was kind of doing the most talking about he, he had his real dick out and shit. And I, I like I rewound and I, I watched that part two times because I was I was like, let me like, where's the big dick? You know, I just need to confirm. It's like, don't tell me somebody is nude if they're not like, if they're not packing heat. I don't, I don't need to know. So as far as Roy Culkin is concerned, like the, like, I don't understand the genetics in the Culkin family, how all of these kids look like twins. I'm like, it's, it's weird to me, like some children of the corn shit, like, how is it that some siblings don't resemble, but the Culkins are all absolutely identical, same fucking eye color? Like, shit's weird. Just the whole fucking, they all have, they all could switch faces. They all could, like, borrow each other's IDs and shit. It's it's odd. So then Dre is texting Marissa. And um, after, you know, Marissa obviously died and overdosed. I'm, I'm not breaking down everything that happened like I used to do originally way back. And to see Dre texting Marissa and then finding Marissa's phone and texting herself back from Marissa's phone, it was so beautiful. It was so moving, really brilliant storytelling. I just love whenever I see a character texting someone, dead in a show or a movie because it's just it always just tugs at my heartstrings every single time and it just makes me wonder if I would do the same thing so Andrea is kicked out of Marissa's funeral and I have no idea why so as I was watching I was like okay these are siblings who don't look alike they aren't Culkins they aren't the black Culkins but they're sisters biological sisters and then dude kicks Andrea out and says that her family Marissa's family only wants her family there and I'm like okay I guess they were besties I don't know I'm 
that's unclear to me and it's annoying because I just they had such like sister vibes but I guess they're just best friends so then we see that Khaled is still trying to smash he's nearly leaning in for a kiss with Dre when he's sitting on the couch with Dre Dre lets Khaled know um that she isn't feeling him by bludgeoning him to death and then eating cherry pie with her bloody ass fingers from his fridge right after. So I heard that Dominique received a round of applause from the crew and cast after she shot her murder scene because her acting was so strong. I swear we got a young Viola Davis on our hands. She deserves all the awards. Someone other than Zendaya needs to pick up some trophies. No shade. And I think Dominique might be the bitch to do it. I mean, what? I am excited to see this woman perform in this series. And now I'm curious to see her other work because God damn, she was great. Oh, so fucking talented. So now I have a few comments that were on a YouTube that I would like to read for y'all um, because it's always fun for me to research, kind of find the words, let other people express what I can express and um, especially when I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> so. Anyways, first comment is from a user named Dante Makes Beats. 7631 he said I've been thinking about the layers to Dre killing Khaled Khaled teased Dre about being a virgin he wants to be her first sex partner but ends up being her first kill so he takes her virginity but not the one he intended Khaled kept calling Dre cherry pie after she kills him, she eats a pie with her bloody hands. Blood is red like cherries, cherry pie. Actually, I think earlier in this, I said she ate a cherry pie, which is dumb because I did watch the show. <laughs> so sorry. I think I, I made that air look like a pumpkin pie or a sweet potato pie. Um, second comment was by Miss.Porsche8816. She said... I love this show. As usual, Donald Glover does not disappoint. I think Dre has a disassociative identity disorder going on, which is why she transformed when she went to the club. One of her personalities is probably on the spectrum. One is a murderer and the other is a nympho. Kind of reminds me of Zane's novel Nervous. I think she had something to do with Marissa's, Marissa's death, LOL. I think this artist she's obsessed with is possessing her like how Beyonce's fans go crazy for her. <laughs> I mean, Beyonce's fans. Woo. Oof. Mm. Beyonce's fans. Her stands. I think. People with the worst fans gotta be Beyonce, Taylor Swift, and Selena Gomez. Like, y'all just, wow. Leave me speechless every time. 
Okay, next comment was by T-J-E-S-S-A-M-Y. I don't know how to say that to Jessamy. Um, said, binge the whole thing with the wife last night. One of the most weird, entertaining, and interesting shows I've watched in a long time. Shout out to Danny Glover. Amen. I, I, It was already weird as hell from what I saw. So I do believe it's weird, entertaining, and interesting. Um, and then the last comment that I have here that I'd like to read for y'all is by Tanya Smith, 1917. She says, the humming of the bees is foreshadowing, like the sound of that bad violin in Psycho. She's unbalanced and it pinpoints the switches in her head. And you are right. She wants to be like the queen but she's a nobody. But when she dresses in those clothes, she is representing the queen, hence part of the swarm. So I hope, end quote, I hope that you guys were able to stomach this episode in its entirety. (laughs) It's not easy. It's not easy to listen to a solo podcaster, even though there are several So thank you for your support and um, let's see what happens. I'm always the piece of shit asshole talking about everything I'm going to cover in all the episodes I'm going to record. It's like I could never learn. Part of me says, I'm going to do this. I'm going to record about this because I, I hope it'll hold me accountable and it never does. So I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be covering more of the series on the podcast or any other series that I hope to, but there's one way to find out, as I always say, when y'all subscribe. So, um, thank you. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.